Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us uh, for this message and the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and then there's God's way. Father, we thank you for once again this opportunity for waking us, for seeing to it that we lived yet another day to enjoy uh, the blessings that you have bestowed, the favor your mercy and grace that sustained us without which we would not exist father i pray that you open the minds hearts uh, of those listening that this word your word uh, is able to minister to them to encourage them to lift them up to inspire them to walk with you in relationship to live a life that is pleasing in your sight fulfilling and purposed uh, according to your will this we ask and pray in your precious son jesus name amen and amen today i want to talk about unity in a time of widespread division and tension there's great power in unity uh, this is a new information there there's also great power in division um, but not always desirable we know from the massive power unleashed by splitting an atom at just the right speed also known as making a nuclear explosion with so much going on in the world today that appears to be ripping us apart it would be appropriate then to teach on the topic of unity. Today's text is taken from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, which addressed unity and diversity in the body of Christ. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 24 through 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 through 27. I'm going to pick up partway through verse 24. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So the title and topic for today is, We Stand United. We Stand United. As with structure, humankind can rise or fall. We stand up as humans uh, we rely on the support and stability of our, our muscles, limbs, bones, nerves, skin, and even our cells. They all work together in harmony to allow us to stand. 
when one of these is not functioning as they were designed to perform in the human body, it can make it difficult to stand, to, to remain standing, and potentially cause us to fall. Having the mind of Christ as members of the body of Christ, each of us is charged with responsibilities to help support, not against the host, the body of Christ, that we profess to belong to. The body of Christ is diverse. The body has many parts that perform separate functions, some critical, some not so critical, but all parts in the same body. Some of these diverse parts are highly visible and obvious, while others are hidden behind the scenes. Some are not visible at all to the naked eye, only being detectable under a, a microscope. Know, however, that nearly all of these parts are necessary and required for the body to function as designed. Many of these parts would not be able to function and essentially die if separated from the body. Yes, some parts of the body attack and kill foreign invaders that can harm or kill the body. However, some of those same cells can divide and multiply, working against the body, the host, and even injure or kill the body. Cancer comes to mind. As members of the body of Christ, we too are likened to the various parts of uh, the functions, parts and functions of the body. We do not all look alike, act alike, function the same, speak the same, and in some cases, bear any resemblance to one another. But as with the functions of the human body, all are part of a unified cause, purpose, and state of being. We may very well cease to exist without each other over an extended period. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to read verses 15 through 20 in the NIV. 1 Corinthians 12, 15 through 20 NIV. Verse 15 goes, Now with the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Know this, we are one while there may be approximately 8 billion humans on the face of this planet, 
one undeniable truth is that we are all one human race. Until aliens arrive and take up residence, we are all one. We are all part of the same existence. We are all part of the same, the creation. We are all part of the same creation, period. All from the same God and the same Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14 in the Amplified, it says, For just as the body is a unity and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. For by means of personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we are all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized and baptism united together in one body, and all made to drink of one Holy Spirit. For the body does not consist of one limb or organ, but of many. So as the body of Christ, we exist, consist, the contents therein, of many. And they're not all the same. Quite frankly, they're all quite different. Say what you will, but we need each other to survive. Every one of us serves a purpose. After God created the heavens and the earth, the sky, the oceans, the, the hills, the mountains, the lakes and rivers, the, the, the trees, grass, animals, minerals, vegetation, and crops, he created man. Further, after all that perfection, he thought the world could use one of you, which is why you exist, why he created you. I would be remiss if I failed to mention here that it would be tragic for you to leave this earth without ever seeking to find the purpose for why you were created, what you were meant to accomplish with your life, the gift that you have been given. It's been said that the worst a person can be is a great role model on how not to be. As with the scripture that says, one plants and one waters, we were designed with the intent and purpose of working together not against each other, to accomplish the common goal of goodness, kindness, love, caring, compassion. We're all interconnected, whether we like it or not. Yes, all things work together for the good of those who love God, regardless of if we choose to live a life that is righteous and pleasing in God's sight or not. Doesn't rely or depend on that. He will still cause all things to work in favor of the members of the body of Christ. Wouldn't it be better, though, 
if we stopped putting up barriers and resistance, if we stopped bickering and feuding, hate and vile behaviors that divide and rip us apart, and instead sought common ground as we, the collective, united, can stand together, hurting each other up, helping each other, supporting each other. If there is a weakness, if someone's unable, doing that as one against the forces of evil that exist for the sole purpose of terminating us, of destroying us. The enemy seeks to kill, still, and destroy, and attempting to extinguish the will of God, which will never happen, by the way. But still, what if we work together instead of against each other? What would that be like? Learn to forgive and live. Forgiveness is as potent as narcotics. Not only can it help ease pain, but it can also prevent it. Conversely, unforgiveness can act as an anchor around our necks, causing us to drown in a lake of bitterness and resentment. More sneakily, unforgiveness, like, like rogue cells in the body, can affect other parts of the body, causing illness that can destroy the host. It's said that studies have suggested, stated, perhaps proven, that 80-some-odd percent of illnesses are born not from genetic uh, mutations or issues, deformations, but from stress. And unforgiveness is one of those big stressors. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 in the NIV, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. No, we are going to be offended in this life. That does not make anyone who looks uh, like, acts like, or sounds like the person who offended us our enemy. There's a saying that says, try to heal from the person that cut you so you don't bleed on the ones that didn't. Like it or not, we're going, we, we, we are going to offend others, both intentionally, on purpose, and more often unintentionally. We didn't mean to, had no idea. We're going to sin. There's no escaping it. Now, we want God to forgive us of our sins. We want others to forgive us of our offenses against them if we offended them unintentionally? How then can we even begin to justify being hostile towards, rude, disrespectful, inconsiderate, and worse, even hating our fellow man? 
We want God to forgive us when we mess up. But we also want to hold animosity towards others when they mess up. We are not prisoners of God or Christ. We are not held captive against our will. We, we have, in fact, been given free will. That free will can be used to help or harm. Make no mistake that doing and saying nothing in the face of wrongdoing, when you have a voice of influence to influence the good, is the same as causing the harm. You're in the same boat as the person inflicting what is going on. You have a voice, and you can say something to extinguish that behavior, that action. In other words, you're not absolved of responsibility when you know better, can do something about it, and choose instead to do nothing. Blood on your hands. We're all part of the same body. If one of us fails, we all fail. If we are against our fellow man, we are against ourselves. If we hate our fellow man, we hate part of ourselves. Again, how can we begin to justify hating or mistreating our fellow man? That is not to say we cannot or should not despise behaviors that are not of God. Love the person, hate the behavior, separate the two. It is, however, a clear tenet of our Christian faith that we should love one another as we love ourselves. Perhaps that's the problem. If we hate ourselves, then it would make sense that we hate others. If you find that is true for you, learn first to love yourself. First, ask for forgiveness from God. Second, forgive yourself. Know that you were beautifully and fearfully made, created by God. Learn to love the person that God created and follow the path the creator has set for you to follow. As a part, a limb, a member of the body of Christ. And above all, do it in love. Father, we thank you for this word that you have instructed and given, inspired, and provided. We pray that this word finds its way into the hearts and minds and souls of the people that need to hear it, to bring about unity and to oppress, suffocate, and extinguish hate, to remove the cancers within the body of Christ, rendering those cells powerless, that we may be strengthened as coming together as individual strands intertwined 
to form a impenetrable, indomitable force against evil. It is through your power, through your grace, your mercy, your strength that we can achieve this. We also have free will to decide to be intentional. Let us seek to forgive rather than retaliate. Seek to embrace rather than building barriers that divide us, that will cause us all to fall. As it says, if one of us fails, we all do. Father, this is a time for healing. This is a time for unifying what we know to be the right thing, the correct thing, what you have steered and guided and purposed for our lives. And Father, for those who don't know you, who don't have that relationship to help them build and, and sustain your calling on their life, I pray that they pray this prayer with me as an introduction, a first step, a hello in a relationship that they can build upon that they are welcoming you into their lives. And this prayer goes like this. God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price of redemption for my sin and rose again so that I may be saved and have salvation. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin and eternal life with you. This we pray in your precious son, Jesus name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. I strongly encourage you after now having taken this first step in the building of a relationship to read, study, and immerse yourself in God's word so that you will be one, well-equipped for the challenges you will face in this life, and two, so that you can learn and grow and receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which will guide you and lead you each step along the way that when you run up against adversity, you will know will have that discernment on what to do and how to remain calm and how to not be offended and learn how to forgive in spite of. We are going to be challenged. We best be equipped for the journey of being challenged. I only have one ask of you, and that is this. Please share this message with others. That's all I ask. My goal, my aim is to get God's word to his people to help encourage and inspire them in their walks in life. Please share this message. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your love and support and hope that you can join us again next time. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry 
with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.